the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. We are thrilled today to be joined by someone who's been on the show before, a woman named Simone Halpin. She's the executive director and co-founder of Naomi's House. We're going to hear more about Naomi's House in just a little bit. But we invited Simone on because it is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And we wanted to hear from her how we can um, just know more about human trafficking and especially as Christians, what we can do to fight against it. So, Simone, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, guys. Great to be here. We love having you. Okay, so first of all, tell us about Naomi's House. What is it? What's the work that you do there? Yeah, great. So Naomi's House has been serving survivors of human trafficking for over six years. Um, We started in 2016 with a residential program in DuPage County, um, serving up to eight women at one time, adult women. And since 2016, we've expanded and now are in three counties with four different programs um, serving women, whether they are just exiting the life of human trafficking or if they're further down on their journey looking for long-term, comprehensive, and trauma-informed programming to help them restart their life. Mm. And Simone, human trafficking, as as Aubrey was saying, this is kind of an awareness month. Uh, I think most people out there think of human trafficking. Oh, that's probably something in other countries, right? Other Mm -hmm. side of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't even really know what it is. Uh, So this is a really big question. But can you just help us understand that not only this is a huge problem in our backyard, but what is it even that we're talking about? Yeah, so the way I like to describe it, just to help really give a visual, is that it's the buying and selling of a product. Mm. There's a seller and there's a buyer, and the product is, in our case, women and girls who are being sold for the use of their bodies through commercial sexual acts. Um, it does happen in our backyard, Brian. You're right on about that. But and, and it's important for people to know that there really is not a community that's not impacted by commercial sexual exploitation. Mm. However, with that, um, there are certain vulnerabilities that women and girls face in their lives that make them more susceptible to being groomed and lured by a trafficker. So mm. Although it's true, it's everywhere, and it's important for us to know it's not just an overseas problem, Mm. that it is here locally. Um, There are things that we can look for in our young girls um, to help protect them from traffickers who are looking to lure them and and groom them. And that's actually a follow-up question I have for you, Simone. Mm -hmm. What are some of those things that we can begin to look for to recognize uh, these young girls who are being groomed? Yeah, and... To be honest, I wish it was a really clean, clear-cut answer, but with a lot of issues, it's complicated. And so oftentimes what we have seen in the women that we work with, most of the women that we serve were sexually abused as a child. Mm. And from that, they really start to develop a misunderstanding of who they are Mm. um, and the image of God. They start to 
misunderstand the point and the use of their body and the point and the design of sex. And so it is a, a gradual um, building upon a foundation that has been cracked from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so we work with women to help kind of undo some of those lies that they have started to believe about themselves as early as, you know, their adolescence and into their teenage years. Um, and because there's a, oftentimes a cracked foundation and I want to be careful to say it's not broken yeah every story is redeemable right yeah, and that's right. right even if there's, there's someone who's been sexually abused as a child listening or has experienced exploitation yeah. there is so much hope in what God can do that's through right. healing and that goes to any of us so um, we just work with women to help address some of those core longings that were either neglected or mistreated or abused as a child Um, and because there is this foundation um, that needs repair oftentimes there are risky behaviors that women engage in as teenagers Mm -hmm. whether at their own accord or because they've been groomed by a trafficker Mm -hmm. and and those are some of the things that we look for um, in our teenage girls and our own communities to help protect them um, from the evil of human trafficking. Simone I'm wondering how what's that process like at Naomi's house it feels like somebody comes to you just in an absolute like you said um, mm. just, just at a state crisis. of a crisis. Yeah. That's a great word. So, yeah. uh, yeah. walk us through that process, the length of it. And, and what is yeah. it that you guys are doing to help build somebody yeah. back up? Oh, I just want this question. I hope I have all day to answer it. No, <laughs> take, um, take all the time you yes. need. Yes. Okay. Thanks. So, and I joke about that because it's such a long process to go through a really thoughtful and meaningful healing process. So if we've experienced any sort of trauma in our life, we know that it doesn't happen overnight. And so um, just yesterday I was talking to some staff about how we want to be with women for the duration of their healing journey, which honestly is the rest of their life. Mm. So for a woman to enter in, let's say a residential program to qualify for a residential program, she has already done some type of work, whether she's been incarcerated and she went through a program um, while in jail and she She's clean and she's done some work around sobriety. There's already a, a, a bit of a foundation laid in her healing. And so that woman will enter into our program and we make what's called a customized care plan for her. What does she need to heal from her trauma and her experiences? Because it's different for yeah. every person we serve. And that process can take up to two years. Mm. A woman can stay in our residential program for over for up to two years. And you name it, we provide it. Mm. Healthcare, education, um, a job, training, mentors, life skills. Um, we've, we've really, there's really no bounds to what we will provide for someone mm. as she's healing, um, which just makes us unique and individualized and what we call a trauma-informed program because mm. trauma impacts us in different ways. So healing looks different. Yeah, yeah that makes so much sense. And okay, mm-hmm. so, I, you know, People who maybe recognize that a woman or a young girl is being groomed, she's at risk, mm-hmm. something's going on. What Do you have mm-hmm. like handholds? Like what should we do? How should we be responding? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. And the first thought I had when you said that was to think about how if we're involved in a local church mm-hmm. and we see maybe a teenage girl who might have some vulnerabilities or risk factors that would make her more susceptible to being groomed. Um, 
I would say just wrap your arms around her mm. and um, invite her into your community, to your family. Encourage your kids to have her over for, you know, dinner or whatever it is. Um, and just know that if we can link arms as a community, especially a church community around some of our kids who may or may not be at risk. And we don't want to cast judgment or stereotype by any means, but if you just have that feeling that maybe she doesn't have the support she's looking for at home, or maybe she's experienced some things that are rough that she's not sharing, but there's some, there are some warning signs or risk factors that you're just sensing you're picking up on. And honestly, you guys, this was me to an extent when I was a teenager and um, I have a family that to this day is still a mentor family to me that I turn to anything. Mm. I was going to church on my own. I had a long history of, of some, some hard things as a teenager and it was the church that saved me and it was Mm. family coming alongside. And like I said, linking arms and protecting me and it didn't protect me from everything, but it really did show me the gospel without even having to say anything other than we love you and we care for you. Amazing. That's really powerful. Simone, uh, this is such good and helpful Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, Before we let you go, uh, Pastors, churches out there, how can they connect with Naomi's house? What are opportunities there? And also individuals who might be listening going, man, I really want to be a part of this. How can we connect with you? Yes, I need you, pastors. (laughs) Yeah, so we're we're growing. The need for women and our services is, fat, is is bigger than we can keep up with. That we know that already. Um, we say all the time, we're just, but we're not intimidated by it. We are so ready um, to expand and offer more programming and more services to as many women as we um, have the opportunity to do so. So the only thing that holds us back is partnerships. Um, we need people to volunteer, which is just hop on our website, naomi'shouse.org, walk you through that process. Um, We love to partner with churches um, on human trafficking awareness, kind of a one-on-one education, seminars, that type of thing, those types of things. Churches can do showers for our women as they are exiting our program and moving into uh, their own apartments and they need to start over. Um, The volunteer list is extensive. We we really just, whatever you're good at, we need you. Mm. (laughs) Um, So really... um, that's that people ask all the time, like what is holding us back? And it's just continued partnerships and um, financial support and people just saying, we believe in the healing and the dignity of survivors. And so mm. um, put us to work. So yeah, call that's, me. That's great. That's okay. Great. Yeah. Where, yeah. And where yes. can people connect with you, Simone, if yeah. they're interested? On, sure. So the website obviously is the best place to start. Um, info, I-N-F-O at naomitest.org. That comes directly to my inbox. So shoot me an email and I will walk with you. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Simone Simone. Halpin is the executive director and co-founder of Naomi's House. Really appreciate your time, Simone. Thanks, guys. God bless you. You too. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.